0: Hello and welcome to What is Episode 10? Double Digits! So for Sensei's exclusively on the Akin software Digital Network. Today we're discussing UFC 276. Saturday the 2nd of July. It's international fight week, the T-Mobile Arena. Of course, being the UFC, it is on about 3 to 4 am. Uh, UK time But that's fine We're going to watch it We're going to preview it right now And we're going to review it uh, Sunday afternoon We're also going to recap A couple other things Going on in the fight world Right now Namely Derek Chisora Namely Canelo Triple G And a few others As well Uh, Do me a favour If you are listening to this right now Head over to Cool Fight Done Wicked If you enjoy music Such as this Intro tune and follow the page it is the other podcast available on the Aki and Selfish Digital Network you've heard before our friends die you're listening to Sofa Senseis and you will hear Caught, Fine, Done, Wicked very, very soon so make sure you head over there we've just posted something today it recaps the RMB verses that took place last week our top 10 moments from that event uh, chaotic to say the least but um, yeah follow us, check it out and we'll be with you very, very soon so without further ado Let's get stuck into this episode. So a couple of housekeeping rules here. Um, as always, thanks to Troy for producing the intro track to Sofa Sensei's there. And uh, you may have noticed it is only my voice today. So unfortunately, Rochelle was unable to make it. But we do always send him our Sofa Sensei love. And make sure you head over to his page and just let him know that you're missing him. And you can't wait to see him back on the and Selfish Digital Network uh, which will be very, very soon. We've been doing some prepping over the last couple of weeks for a special episode um, of Surface Sensei's and all will be revealed um, shortly. So, UFC 276. I'm looking at the card right now. Uh, the first fight in the early prelims is two fighters I, I really don't recognise at all. Usually when I go through these cards, I at least recognise someone, well, even if I haven't seen their fights. I don't recognise Clark or... Um, Stolia Stoliarenko, it's a, a female fight, 135 pounds. What's that bantam weight? Um, I don't know who they are, so I can't comment on that one in terms of predictions. I would be lying. Clark's got the dog in her. I mean, that sounds a bit disrespectful, but I mean, got the dog in her, and she looks like she's up for a fight. So I'm going to vote for Clark. Um, but I'm not even invested in that prediction, so we'll move on quickly. Um, I Jessica I versus Macy Barber. I remember Macy Barber, when she first started, she wanted to become the uh, youngest ever UFC champ. And, uh, you know, I think she's, she's uh, missed out on that one. It is st- That's still a record that belongs to John Jones. Um, so we will, you know, cast that aside. So looking at Macy Barber and Jessica I's recent runs, Jessica I is almost like the veteran in this scenario. And Macy Barber, you know, still young. Um, is is the up and comer. So um, conventional wisdom would go towards Macy Barber, and I'm probably going to do the same thing. I don't really um, follow either of their careers that closely. Um, if you look at people like, for instance, Jessica Ayaishi, the the reason I know her is because she got you know head kicked into oblivion by um, Valentina Shevchenko. So you know I don't I, I don't know much else about her other than that. So again, I'm going to predict Macy Barber. Um, and I'm going to say Macy Barber on points the, the, the featured early prelim though is Uriah Hall versus Andre Muniz and I do know both these fighters so I can talk about this um, look Uriah Hall has had a career that is that has been fairly uh, disappointing I would say look at the end of the day he's in the UFC so maybe my standards are a little bit too high to be saying it's disappointing right but um, he hasn't lived up to the hype is what I'm trying to say I suppose uh, it took tough by storm um you know that head kick knockout is something sorry spinning back kick knockout is something we all still remember to this day um one of the most iconic knockouts in the ufc's history was done by uriah hall he's got a jamaican heritage so i'm always gonna root for him and vote for him uh but andre muniz is on the way up he's vicious he's violent um uriah hall i think is, yeah he's 37 so he's 100 on his way out whether it be this fight or last fight I think Uriah Hall's last fight was, I want to say it was the um, Chris Weidman fight. I'm pretty sure it was, right? Let's see. Where Chris Weidman snapped his leg. Yep. Oh, no, no. Since then, he's he's fought... Um, since then, yeah, he fought uh, Sean Strickland and, and got beat by Sean Strickland. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, what can I say? Yeah, I'm going for Andre Muniz. At the end of the day, this this isn't like you know the reason we were all watching this card. So I'll move on pretty quickly. But um, I wish Uriah all the best, obviously. But he just seems to lack that ability to show up when it matters. So, yeah, who knows. Um, opening the prelims, you've got Brad Tavares versus um, Didicus Du Plessis. I don't know how you say that. I hope that's right. Sorry if it's wrong. Um, I don't know um, Didicus. So I won't predict that one, really, you've got Brad Tavares, looking at their ages, Brad is the older guy, um, has the longer reach, their records are slightly similar, I suppose Brad Tavares has five more losses, um, again, I can't predict that one, the only name I know on that, um, within that fight is Brad, so I'll go for Brad, who knows, who cares, um, Ian Gary, this is a fight I'm actually looking forward to, Ian Gary versus Gabe Green, um Gabe is a a uh I think he's a wrestler I'm pretty sure he's a wrestler let me check da, 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 da. let's see I don't know you know I can't tell I don't know who Gabe is I, I'm pretty sure he's a wrestler already he was a wrestler I'm, I'm going to go with that um Ian Gary 24 years old he wants to be the new Conor McGregor he wants to be that guy he is from Ireland he has married um, Leila Annalise, and if you don't know who that is, um, check her out on Instagram, uh, she's a sports journalist, um, so he's his profile is, is really, really high because of um, you know his connections and that sort of thing, Conor McGregor hates him, he rubs people up the wrong way, if you search Ian Gary's name on Twitter, people don't really tend to like him, he's a bit cringe, he's a sort of self-professed great talker and they never really go down well, you almost want to be um, a publicly acclaimed um great talker you know so I don't know all the best to Ian Gary he's 9-0 he's undefeated this is his his way up so uh, you know all the best to him um, Ian Gary stoppage round three is my prediction Jim Miller versus Donald Cerrone Donald Cerrone has had a horrible run recently obviously he had that fight with Joe Lozon. the first original fight with Joe, Joe Lozon on um, cancelled on the day because Donald got ill then we had the rebooking of that fight last week I think it was or the week before and um, Joe Lozon then fell ill with his knee, so that fight got cancelled twice. Dana said, "Fuck making this the new Khabib and and, and, and uh, what's his name Tony Ferguson. Let's just move both fighters on and, and get them where they need to be." Uh, he's now booked Donald Cerrone to fight Jim Miller. Donald Cerrone has previously beaten Jim Miller way back in their careers. I think it was a head kick knockout. Um, they're both old. They have uh, over a hundred fights between them. So look. This is a sort of loser leaves home match. Sorry, loser leaves style match for both of them. Um, Donald Cerrone hasn't won any of his last six fights. Uh, I would like to see Donald hang it up. But that is my personal uh, preference. Uh, Donald is on about 48 fights, I think. This will be his 49th. So he's always said he wants to get to 50. So, okay, maybe one more. And maybe Nick Diaz, someone like that. Wouldn't mind seeing that fight regardless of the outcome of this one. Um, but I would like to see both Jim Miller and Donald, you know, get fairly close to hanging it up sometime soon. Um, closing out the prelims, the main event of the prelims is Brad Riddle versus Jalen Turner. So uh, Jalen Turner is someone I know because he, he, he um, trains with uh, Bisping. He's absolutely huge for the weight class. He's 27 years old. So he's fairly young. He's six foot two versus Brad's five foot six. Um, this is the lightweight category as well, so it's, it's, it's a killer division really, the top 20 in the division are just pure killers, so yeah, good luck to both guys, Jalen comes in with a 77 inch reach, Um Brad Riddle is, I believe from like New Zealand, Australia, let me just double check, where's he from, he's from New Zealand, he's in that city, city kickboxing camp anyway, and I think right now they're on a run, so you know, I, I'm going to go with Brad Riddle. Um, 10 and 2 as well versus 12 and 5 so I'm going to go with Brad Riddle for the win via stoppage in round two. 2 why not pick it out for now opening up the main card this is where I start talking about what I know come on we start moving now we move <laughs> sugar Sean O'Malley versus Pedro Munoz Okay, let me give you some background on both these guys. Pedro Munoz is a fighter that came onto my radar in about twenty nineteen, maybe eighteen. I can't remember what year it was. Uh, but basically he chinned Cody Garbrandt. Uh, he was having a you know Cody Garbrandt. Bear in mind he's um he just lost back to back to TJ Dillashaw. Okay, uh, and TJ to be fair to him is a great fighter, so you lose back to back to TJ Dillashaw. Dillashaw, the 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 um theme coming out of those two losses for Cody Garbrandt is. He's hot-headed, he just needs to calm his head down and he's still got the power, he's still got the skill, he can still be a great within the division. Okay, he goes into Pedro Munoz's fight. Pedro has never been stopped, by the way. Even up up, up until today, he's never been stopped. Um, But he's he's a great, a tough fighter. You know, not necessarily uh, uh, the the most skilled fighter, but certainly a tough one, you can't deny him that. Um, Those two have a fight. Cody catches Pedro, looks like Pedro might go. Cody goes all in, head goes then Pedro catches him and they just swing hook for hook for hook for hook and if there's one thing we've learned about Cody Garbrandt since then and and, and reiterated during that moment was that Cody and his chin are perhaps, you know a weak point for him and by by Cody I mean Cody's temperament so his temperament and his chin are perhaps weak points for Cody Garbrandt and um, it proved to be this proved to be the case on that night when he got knocked out by Pedro Munoz meaning his third knockout loss in a row it was a sad day so that's when Pedro came onto my radar um, more recently he's fought uh, Dominic Cruz um, he, he, he scared a lot of Dominic Cruz fans I think he st- he dropped him in the I want to say the first I could easily be wrong there though it might be the second don't know um, dropped him though and uh, we all thought oh shit like Dominic's been hurt and, and yeah, this could be the end of, of the fight for Dominic But he came back and he lost on points to Dominic. So, uh, you know, Dominic's still that guy. Pedro is still a high-level competitor. And to see Sugar Sean O'Malley finally up his levels will be very, very interesting. Um, A few concerns with um, Sean O'Malley are obviously there is that loss to to Chito Vera. There's also fights that he's won where he's been damaged within them, particularly his lower body, his legs. Um, He seems to have quite a fragile body. At age 27, you'd think he would be tougher than he is. This is not a disparaging comment, by the way. He's a great fighter. He's sharp. He's technical. He's uh, accurate. And he's, he's aggressive. He always goes for the finish. But um, if his body can't withstand the training he does or the fighting style he has, um, his career would only be so long. So wish him the best. I think Sugar Sean O'Malley does get it done. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, it's a points victory because, like I say, Pedro has never been stopped. But also I wouldn't be surprised if somehow um, Sean gets hurt in the fight and potentially loses. I wouldn't be surprised. Next up is Robbie Lawler versus Brian Barbarina. Um, Brian is a tough guy, you know, seventeen and eight. He's had his fair share of losses, had his fair share of wins, um, but he's nowhere near as experienced as the man himself, uh, Robbie Lawler. Um, obviously, we know ruthless Robbie Lawler as a man um, who's a legend. So let's just give him his applause. <clears throat> Former UFC welterweight champion of the world, incredibly. Ruthless is, you know, Ruthless by name, Ruthless by nature. He's a violent, violent individual. Um, seems to have sort of lost a bit of his edge recently. He's on a bit of a skid, I believe, or if he's not on a skid, he's just not on winning ways recently, anyway. Um, he's 40 years old as well. Do you know what I mean? There's only so long you can, particularly factoring in the wars that Robbie Lula has had, there's only so long you can continue to be at this level and even be competitive. I'd like to see Robbie hang out personally. Um, he's been in the UFC over twenty years. He he's, he first fought in the UFC in May two thousand and two. It is time for him to sort of call it a day. Um, I, I do think youth is going to have the edge here. And I do think sadly we're going to see a Robbie Lawler loss at the hands of Brian Barbarina So let's just. <coughs> but I hope I'm proven wrong. Um, I think I think you know Robbie gets stopped potentially uh, second round if not the first. Next up we have. I would say one of the most scary fights on the card. So let's just—we've got Sean Strickland, who you know is a is a. If, I don't know if you've seen the UFC um, uh, press conference, but he certainly brought a different energy to it. You know, good, good or bad, I'll let you be the, 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 the um, judge on that one. But he certainly brought a different vibe to it, and it was his first press conference and a memorable one, shall we say? Um, Alex Pereira is. A guy who's beaten Israel Adesanya twice. Yeah, you heard me right. He beat Israel Adesanya twice. Sorry, you might hear my water button in the background there. Uh, uh, first time on points, I believe, and second time via knockout. Izzy will say, "Yeah, I was winning the fight up until then." Okay, cool. You may well, have, you may well have been, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter when you are face um, or back down on the campus, looking up at the lights. Does it? You know. Um, so. The hype is basically Sean Strickland's a guy who hasn't lost a fight in the last, I want to say, six years. Or six fights, one of the two, I can't really remember. Uh, And then they're putting him in against Alex Pereira in the hopes that Alex Pereira beats him. And therefore, uh, it puts Alex in line for a middleweight title fight against Israel Adesanya, who he is already 2-0 against. So it sets up the narrative really, really nicely on the main card of Izzy's fight. So, um... How do I think this fight pans out? I think Alex Pereira gets it done. Sean Strickland, from what I've seen of him, he gets hit a little bit, or, or quite a lot, to be honest with you. Um, he isn't as aggressive a fighter as he is aggressive a talker. Um, so that can be a little bit disappointing as a fan, but all the same, he's obviously got an effective style if he hasn't lost in so long. Um, he's got a great jab, but you know, a great MMA jab versus a kickboxing striker is just a completely different ball game. That being said, I mentioned MMA versus kickboxing. Alex Pereira is a kickboxer and he's beaten Izzy in kickboxing. Sean Strickland is fairly decent on the ground according to some of his former training partners and current training partners. So, if he does get Alex Pereira down, maybe that is that is um, you know, Pereira's Achilles heel and therefore it could lead to a Sean Strickland win. Uh, what I would say, though, obviously, is Alex Pereira is Brazilian. So you'd think he'd have some grounding within the BJJ area. But aside from that as well, he clo- he, he trains with Glover Teixeira. So, he, again, he would have some level of grounding on the ground. So, um, for me, all roads lead to Alex Pereira and um, by stoppage. You know, if I'm being a little bit sadistic about it, I would almost enjoy seeing Sean Strickland get a little bit of violence inflicted upon him I think he's one of those fighters that creates division but equally I I would like the narrative of Alex Pereira losing as well because then um, it sort of makes Izzy safe as a champion Um, and I think um, Izzy as a champion is a really great thing for both the middleweight division but also for Izzy himself I was thinking about this the other day I can't really see Izzy as anything other than a champion I think if he becomes a contender it sort of just doesn't look or feel right for the division. So whatever that means, whatever that uh, implication that has on the division, um, I'm going Alex Pereira for the window. We'll see. Next up is the people's main event. You've got Alex, the great volkanovsky versus Max Blessed Holloway. Um, arguably the two best featherweights of all time fighting each other. So let's just... 400 people's main event Um, I think this is a very 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 obviously competitive fight we have seen it twice before Uh, and both times Alex has come out the victor so if Alex does win this third time then you know at the end of the day it is curtains for Max Holloway's hopes of fighting Alexander Volkanovski ever again because at the end of the day you've lost three times now mate give it up stop being a stalker Uh, but equally if Max Holloway wins it opens a whole other can of worms you know what do you do? do you put it on the fourth time I think at some point you, you know you're going to encounter a situation because the first two fights were so close where Max could could win and probably will win. Um, will it be this time? I don't know. You know, like all this time the fight was announced. I was going for for Volkanovski and probably I'll still lean that way if I'm honest. Um, Volkanovski hasn't lost in the UFC. He's on an 11 fight win or, or tear. And uh, you know, obviously Max Holloway have seen his losses, but we've seen how great he can be as well. That. Calvin Cater uh, performance is still an iconic one, so you know, shout out to Max Max for that one. Um, look, I've seen Max in the um aftermath of losing to Volkanovski for the second time. Um he's obviously beaten uh what's his name? Calvin Cater, like I mentioned earlier, and he's beaten um Yeah Rodriguez and that was a, a, a you know amazing fight both of them amazing fights stayed up watched both of them incredible um, he you know outlanded himself in the uh, kelvin Cater fight 700 strikes plus landed landed it's mad um, he absolutely uh big brothered yari rodriguez and he showed himself to be a phenomenal not only striker in mma but also a well-rounded fighter and a, a fighter with a high level of IQ. So shout out to Max Holloway. I think he, he really is great. Alexander Volkanovsky, since the second Max Holloway fight, has fought um, Brian Ortega in that you know potential fight of the year. And then he, he obviously obliterated Korean Zombie. I think Max has probably had the, I don't know, I was going to say tougher, tougher opposition, but really it's probably been even in terms of opposition levels. Um, I I see Mac I see Alex getting it done. He, he looked too good in his in his last outing. Max looked a little bit hit well in his last outing. Yeah, I see I see Alexander getting it done. We'll see uh, the main event the main event of UFC 276. I can't say this one has set me on fire. You know uh, the other fights in the card I am you know looking forward to a lot. I'm actually quite liking this whole main card to be honest with you. Um, but the main event isn't really of interest to me. You've got Jared Cannon here, who is, I want to say, 38. Um, yeah, that's right, he's 38. Uh, he's, he's coming all the way down from heavyweight. Then he fought a light heavyweight and now he's a middleweight. He's, 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 he's ripped. You know, he's, he looks incredibly strong. He is powerful. He is durable. But he isn't as slick or as good as is he. And I think it comes down to that, simple as that, you know. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I am wrong. And maybe this is the guy to beat Izzy, but I just don't see it. Um, you know, Jared Cannonier, he did beat um, Ad, uh, Anderson Silva by leg kicks. He did, um, you know, stop him with leg kicks. Um, he obviously beat Kelvin Gastelum as well. And he recently beat blonde Derek Branson So he's on a good run. He had a close fight where he lost to uh, Robert Whittaker. Or did he beat Robert Whittaker? I think he lost to him. Yeah, he lost to Robert Whittaker. But, you know, put up a good performance. Israel's Israel, though, isn't he? He's in his own league. He's in his own thing. And he's beat most of the guys that I've mentioned um, in Jared Kananir's synopsis. So, at the end of the day, I do think Israel gets it done. I don't think it's going to be as exciting as we think it could be. And um, I think Israel's going to beat him on points over a five-round decision. So, that is my predictions for UFC 276. But let's not stop it there, because, you know, there's a lot of uh, news in the fight world as well that we need to pick up on so let's um, do a quick google of some boxing news and talk about some of those things so um, oh yeah one of the big fights that was announced for the UK was Chris Billam-Smith versus Isaac Chamberlain uh, in Bournemouth so so um, Chris Billam-Smith finally got his Bournemouth wish, he's going to be fighting in the BIC, the Bournemouth International Centre that is his hometown I'm hoping to perhaps get some tickets for that so uh, yeah, keep an eye out. It will be really, really good to uh, see the crowds forming for Chris in his hometown. So, yeah, fantastic fight for him. I think it's a fight he probably wins. I haven't really heard much from Isaac Chamberlain since that defeat to Lawrence Okolie. Maybe that's my own ignorance, or maybe that's the, the nature of um, Isaac's career since then. So, all the best to him. I, I, you know, I hope he's okay because uh, this this fight can be a lonely. This fight world can be a lonely world, and I hope he's he's all right. You know, being. Uh, no longer part of the mainstream within it although I suppose you could say this is a big fight and he's back in the mix who knows Uh, good luck to him good luck to both of them Um, also what has happened recently Josh Taylor has recently vacated his WBC super lightweight title Um, you might remember he was also stripped of what belt was it? was it the WBA? I think he was stripped of the WBA recently as well Uh, meaning there's only two more belts that he's got left I think and um, <clears throat> and it opens up the door for the Jack Cattrall rematch so so basically what's happened is he's got rid of the belts that had mandatories attached and now um, he's got his own belt and he's got no mandatory obligations meaning that the Jack Cattrall fight can go ahead it's the rematch a lot of people have been asking for um, Josh, in my opinion, lost that fight you know, fairly clearly um, but it does mean as well that he gets the opportunity to set the record straight and um, put a full stop in that chapter of his career. So, good luck to Josh Taylor with his endeavors there. And also, good luck to Jack Catchell as well. Because, you know, if you feel like you've been done a disservice, I hope you get the justice you desire, man. Huh? It's important. Um, one thing the first guest we ever had on Sofa Sensei's Nico Michael has announced his professional career he just turned over to the pro games and uh, make sure you check out his Instagram at Nico Michael to find out some more details about who he's signed to, what his next move is and what his dreams are for his career. It's a fantastic move for him. We really are happy for him. So well done Nico. And, um, we look forward to bringing you back on to hopefully announce your first professional fight exclusively on the sofa sensei's podcast. Who knows? You put it out there, you might get it. Good luck to him. And, uh, yeah, all the best. Um, of the fights going on in the boxing world, you've got Tommy Fury versus Jake Paul. That fight looks like it's going to be off now. Uh, Tommy Fury's having some problems getting into the US for the press conference and is likely going to have the similar problems getting in the US for the fight. Uh, from Jake Paul's side, apparently Tommy Fury just needs to go to the embassy and get his visa thing sorted out. But, you know, on the surface census, you know we've already had the conversations about a certain man in a certain organisation check out episode three and the letters MTK if you're not sure what we're on about. Uh, Good luck to both guys as well. Uh, It's a bit of a shame. Tommy Fumbles really is becoming a meme at this point. Um, You've had, you know, the biggest payday of your career, potentially the biggest payday of your life, and you just didn't get your affairs in order beforehand. uh, And now you're scratching around and gone silent. You know what I mean? You know, arguably you shouldn't do your negotiations online. I get that. But at this point, Tommy, you're already dragged into the online business. Get in there and explain yourself. Unless, of course, you are just a joke. Okay, moving on from Tommy and Jake Paul. Let's talk about Logan Paul briefly signing to the WWE. I think, you know, when we were all younger, I know Rochelle, if he was here right now, he would agree with me. That was the dream, to be a wrestler, to be one of those guys. I think as we've gotten older, that dream has sort of dissipated and we no longer want to be a part of that. But let's shout out Logan for doing what he wants to do And achieving his childhood dreams. I feel like Logan is taking this um, entertainment world by storm. Really doing what he wants to do. And and you know what? I can't knock that. I really do um, think that's a great thing. So shout out to him. uh, And good luck. Again. Wishing a lot of people good luck today. Uh, Must be in a good mood. Uh, Liam Smith has just signed with Boxer. um, The Sky Sports outfit. Meaning that it lines up pretty well. A fight with Chris Eubank Jr. At this point little bit bored of Chris Eubank Jr.'s career. If he does go ahead and fight Liam Smith, what's the point? Where does that lead him? Do you know what I mean? You just fought um, Liam Williams. Didn't really do anything with it. Then you called out Kell Brook, calling out Conor Benn, Triple G. Triple G's fighting Canelo. That got announced this week, and we're seeing that fight um, on September 17th. Canelo looked really angry. I think Triple G gets stopped inside. Ten rounds. Although I'd like to see Triple G win, but you know it is what it is, I don't think he does. Um we'll talk about that near the time. But yeah, Eubank Jr.'s career is just bro, what the hell man? Never really had a marquee fight and those that he did, like the James the Gale fight, he sort of didn't capitalise on the momentum. The other big fights he's had, Billy Joe Saunders he lost. George Groves he lost. And fair enough, you know, it is what it is like, but you know, and, and by the way, Eubank Jr.'s made millions for a fairly mediocre career. So, you know, props to him. He's, he's, he's really one at this game. But point is, it's a bit like you need to be able to, in order to have a legacy that withstands time, you need to be able to challenge yourself. And I don't feel like thus far he's challenged himself and succeeded. He's taken these fights with, with people with, um, you know, um, relatively big names, but not huge names. And he's not challenging himself. He's taking fights that he knows he can he can probably win just by being a tough guy. And actually, I think we want to see a little bit more from Chris. But at this point in his career, he is 30-something, and I don't know if we ever will. So a bit of a disappointment. He used to be a really, really, um, you know, fighter, high on my regards, whatever that means. I don't, I, he obviously doesn't care what I think, right? But my point is, he used to be a really, you know, good fighter in my eyes, and he's sort of let his career slip. So, yeah, it's a shame. Um, obviously, the last thing we're going to talk about, the last two things... Uh, you've got, oh, Derek Chizora, a huge fan over here in the Sofa Sensei's. We love Derek Chizora. And um, one of the reasons is this he's got a fight coming up, and hear what he said about his daughter Googling his name. She Googled Derek Chizora. Let's go, rewind, rewind. My eldest daughter, so at school, she Googled Derek Chizora. And the first thing popped up, if you think I'm a pussy, I'm a punk, was the dad flipping the table. (laughs) And looked at me, and she was so excited. (laughs) Wow. At least I did something right there. (laughs) How did you feel about it saying that? How did I feel? I don't care. Derek Chazor is different, man. Derek Chazor is different. A man dashed the table, yeah, and said, if you think I'm a punk, I'm a pussy, you tell me right anyway, and dashed the table. Uh, check out Sofa Sensei's on Instagram if you're interested in seeing some more clips just like that but my point is someone said how do you feel about your daughter googling out of school and finding it out says, he said okay I've done something right he's built different and I've been following the career of Derechizora for many years but I've been invested in it heavily over the last couple of weeks because like I say we've got this very special Sofa Sensei's episode planned so keep an eye out but I realised he just doesn't give a shit And that is his superpower. The man's got like 11 or 12 losses, I think. Yeah? And he just keeps going. He's in a big fight next week with um, Pulev. But he's just still active. He's Derek Chisori. He's Walter Chisori. He's Delboy. He reinvents himself. He keeps going. And he's... You know, to be fair, his standard hasn't dropped dramatically. It It was just never, ever that high. And he's just stayed consistently mid. But he talks a lot and he tries hard. And that's enough because he's endeared the British public. So um, I'm not even going to bother predicting the fight. I think he, I think he loses, but I'm not really bothered. You know, I wish him the genuinely. I wish Derek to the best. If if you could ignore everything I said about wishing other people the best, I genuinely wish Derek to the best over the next weekend. Um, I don't want to see him fight anymore, but I do enjoy uh, the build ups for Derek. So I wish, you know, somehow, some way, we could get Derek to just do build up for fights. I wouldn't mind that. But anyway, forget all of that. Let us know, comment, DM us, whatever you want to do. Let us know what you think is going to happen this weekend with UFC 276. Some may say we're armchair experts, some may say we're couch coaches. I would say we're sofa senses, and we're on the Aki and Soulfish Digital Network. Like I said at the start of this episode, if you enjoy music, please do check out Cool, Fine, Done, Wicked. On Instagram, we have a new episode, and a couple of new episodes actually, coming out very, very soon. Um, if you're enjoying podcasts about the fight world, check out Sofa Sensei's, we have plenty of episodes so far. Nico Michael has just turned pro, we got to know him and we learned about his journey on episodes one and two. And Cell, a Northampton boxer, soon to turn pro, um, has featured on Sofa Sensei's episode nine, so make sure you check him out as well. Um, listen... We really enjoy what we're doing over here on the Akin Selfish Digital Network. We love Sofa Senseis. We adore Before Our Friends Die. And we really, really are excited for Call Find Done Wicked. So make sure you join along on the journey. And as always, thanks to Troy for producing the intro music for Sofa Senseis that you're hearing right now. And let us know. We'll be back tomorrow. Well, the day after tomorrow, actually, with a review of UFC 276. I'm sure it's going to be a cracker. I'm sure we're going to see a few sleeper fights. Come to life and i'm sure we're gonna see and still in both title fights so who knows take care bye bye. oh one thing i forgot to say actually is if you want to get in touch obviously you can dm us Saltfish on instagram or twitter but also you can email Saltfish at gmail.com and we will answer your questions We've got a few fan questions or fan questions, listener questions already. Who do I think I am? And um, we are answering them and the episode will be out very, very soon. So check it out. Take care and good night.